हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी दंडवत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी टू शीला प्रभुपात एंड गुरु महाराज टूडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस आदि गुरु प्रभु जी टूडे प्रभु जी विल स्पीक ऑन द टॉपिक हिंदुइज्म वर्सेस हिंदुत्व वर्सेस सनातन धर्म वर्सेस कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस व्हाट इज राइट हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्णा the numbers have changed and uh, i did not remember the new numbers so that's why i was late oh my gyan ki mera andar se gana jo hai kya hai achhun to lena to mai shri guru ke namo mukam karo ki vaatalam pangum langa ke jinge ke paatam bande shri guru din kara it is a big debate nowadays especially since uh, last two days हिंदुत्व but we also need to know the other two terms before expanding many people ask me and uh, so the word hindu itself is a the origin in my first book uh the debunking mythology i have captured the origin of the word hindu and that is also from from a uh, shastra because most us we say that uh, and we were told also that the word hindu is a mispronunciation of some people that uh, they did not uh, understand that uh, s it was s so in vishnu purana it is mentioned uttarasya uttaraya samudrasya himadrishya dakshinam varsham tad bharatam nam bhartiya prasangadi vishnu purana says that एंड बृहस्पति शास्त्र से हिमालय Navarat also the dimensions of uh, the Aryabhata gate. So Aryabhata is a place where Arya lives. So the land, the civilized land, or the people who, or the land in which the people are generally civilized, that is Aryabhata. So the general description of everything. People who live between the Himalayas and Vindhyachal, and that is they are called they are called uh, Arya, and that land is called Aryabhata. That is the definition. So the word Hindu. Ism is a very negative word. Hinduism, like for example, they do not call Islam as Islamism or Christianity as Christianism. The ism is used for things like uh, which cannot be like a cult, like a cult. That is called ism. 
we all know that the hatred towards the Jewish culture is very high. It's called anti-Semitism. And it is going on since a very long time. The, the general hatred towards that culture and things are going on for a long time. Very long time. And uh, so Judaism, say Judaism, but nobody will explain why, why such things. But ism generally is associated to something like the, which cannot be believed. So, so that's why the word they say Hinduism. But Hinduism is something they can uh, say they don't believe in. Like they just don't know Hinduism, Judaism, or cultism. That is something which they do not know whether they have to believe or not. So the word Hinduism is a very negative word. It just shows the entire group of people as someone who is not knowledgeable. Someone, someone who do, does not know what their language stands for, or this is a very disrespectful term. But the, if you look at the culture of Hindus, generally, you know, the Hindus have never criticized any Western culture. Don't they do not criticize generally because. They, it's just a part of the, the society and generally they don't criticize other religions or not compare and nor, which is also wrong, they have not attacked anyone for dharma. After Mahabharata, actually after Chandragupta Maurya. But there have been small incidents where Cholas, Chalukyas, Pallavas, they have gone out of India to attack and to spread the culture. And because of that, Hinduism has reached all parts of the world. Because those people. And Angkor Wat is a great example in Cambodia, where a huge temple is being made over there, was made. It is still the world's largest temple. You see that. See, the point which I'm trying to make is that ism, when you attach in English, it gives the wrong connotation. And traditionally, the whole India was united before the British came through Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana is the real name for what the West calls as Hinduism in English. Hinduism is a very negative word to be used because it just shows that it's artificial or imaginary. Because they don't use Christianism for their own cultures, neither they use Islamism for their own cultures. Only for Judaism, Jews and Hindus, they use Judaism, Buddhism. Then most of the Indian politicians who like uh, who play politics, like Hindutva is bad, Hinduism is good. Those are all playing on the hands of the Western academics and also the enemies of Sanatana Because when they speak like that, they do not understand first the language. And you will also find that all of them speak in the same time, in the same manner. You will be shocked to see 
then all of them saying the same thing together, saying thing, as if they had already rehearsed it. You know, like from Rutgers University, Auditors came to all the way down. Everybody says the same thing in the same way, in the same tone. In the same tone. As if they had rehearsed everything, they knew what they are talking. The talking points were already discussed, and so they were all done like a game, fixed match. Everything is fixed match, and this gives a also a credibility issue for this season. That credibility means that they do not actually know. Is what are they playing, for whom they are playing, and why they are doing it. So, in, if you look at the times of Mahabharata and Ramayana, then in those times, there is one thing constant. The state was so strong that none of these kind of people would be able to act. That was the power of the state. State was very strong, and because the state was strong, most of these people did not act. The state was very strong. But in the Kaliyuga, due to British influence or what influence we had, the state is very weak. And also the corruption. Most of the Indians became very corrupt also with the British, the Babu system. And the British were also very clever. British they say, oh, we have made you independent for the last 70 years. And you can go on and live your life. But they don't realize that in before 70 years, for almost 90 years, they literally they literally controlled every aspect of India and they created a culture of giving pride. And they created a culture where every Indian would look up desperately towards them for basic things. An Indian had to do something for very basic thing, and he will look towards the them and uh, and try to expect something from them. There was no culture of independence, culture of appreciation. There was nothing like that. It, it, it was replaced by culture of psychophancy. Psychophancy means just pleasing somebody for the sake of deriving some benefit. That was the culture which was created. Purposely created. Because that would benefit the British. And even till date you go in there, you see that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 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 That's our culture. It's coming from there. And you feel, and you, there are some people who say, we are always superior, we are the Babu. It's still going on. And that culture was not there. In, even in the Mughal rule, because Mughals were naturally considered a outside the they are not considered very educated, Mughals. So their respect for Mughals was very low. They mostly ruled by force. 
but there was a very little respect for them. Yeah. We did not see much respect for them throughout the history. Because of their own habits. And uh, if you look at the... So during that time, the Hindutva, during the British time, the word Hindutva was initially coined by the... The word Hindutva was coined by Savarkar. Hindu Tattva. That was the full meaning. Hindu Ness. Hindu Ness was coined. That, uh, That was generally coined to mean that the whole society follows or behaves in or like a Hindu, that is Hindu Nath or Hindutva. If you if you want to say that uh, Hindu is a culture, then you say Hinduness, a Hindutva, that is a Sanskrit to English meaning. And that was mostly written in Hindi. So, Americans, the British used to call it Hinduism, but the Indians used to call it Hindutva. It was coined by V. Savarkar. Hindutva word. The word Hindu was even prevalent during Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time. In fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu calls also Hindus. He tells Srinivas Thakur that Hindu ko bolo yo udhar ekatrit ho. He says that. That was very commonly referred during that time also. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu referred it. Before that, Adi Shankaracharya referred it. Before that, Madhvacharya. After Madhvacharya referred it. So, it has been used for thousands of years. The word Hindu is used before even Mughals came. Mughals attacked India in 711. 711 AD. Even that time, the word Hindu was used. But the Sanatan Dharma word is coming from Veda. So even though it's in the word Hindu maybe uh, is also referred some places in the derivatives, not in the Veda, but in derivatives. It's not mentioned in Bhagavad Gita also. In derivatives it is mentioned. But the word Sanatan Dharma is mentioned in all the Shastras. All the Shastras. In fact, from Hinduism, from Veda, the word Dharma goes to even Buddhism. <coughs> Again, Bodhatva. Both, because Buddhism is not the is again the name given by the the West, mostly the Church. The Church gives the name Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, but they don't call themselves ism because they know the word ism means a cult. 
you know, uh, Islamism. The cult definition is one way in, no way out. That you can get in, but you cannot get out. That is cult. So the, the Sanatan Dharma is the word which is used in Shastras everywhere. Sanatan means eternal. The relationship between Atma and Paramatma is called Sanatan for a Manushya. Because that relationship is eternal. The relationship is even not lost in Vakuntha Even though in Vakuntha the Paramatma feature is not there because it is not needed. But still the relationship is never lost. The closest, the closest relative that we ever have in the world is Paramatma. There is no one closer than Paramatma for anyone. It is the closest, single, single most closest relationship. So this relationship is eternal. The relationship of Atma and Paramatma is eternal. It is never lost. It is always there. And in that relationship is called Sanatan. And that Seva or the or the the service Sanatan Dharma means the service of this eternal relationship is called Dharma for the Manusha. Because the Manusha usually unless they are educated and trained, they believe that their body is their soul. To remind them, the word Sanatan is used with Dharma. That you have to follow the eternal relationship. And when you act on the eternal relationship, that is called Sanatan Dharma. Very scientific. San, in Sanskrit, if you know Sanskrit very well, then Sandhi Vichit is very much used. Means etymology in India, in English. But Sandhi Vichit. So the entire politics on Hinduism versus Hindutva is created by very jealous politicians to show Hindus down or to create fight just like they have done with Zionism and Judaism. That's why they are trying to protect. They are trying to draw parallels. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The Hindutva is a Hindi word and Hinduism is an English word. It means the same thing, same thing. So they're saying it's a language war. But giving it a political objective to undermine and defeat Hindus is what their objective is. That's why they keep up coming up with the caste expression on Hindus. That you have a caste. Caste is a Portuguese word. It has nothing to do with India. It has it is a Portuguese word. We have Varna system. Varna system means categories, alphabets, natural categories. It's everywhere, all over the world. If there is a business class, there is a there is an administrative class, there is a teacher class, and there is a there are people who help others for money or work for others. Either for administration or for teaching professions, teaching assistants. School, you, know, you cannot have in a school you need people who can clean the classrooms. Even today they do it. Even in the US they do it. There are groups of employees who keep it campus clean. Groups of employees who keep the campus protected. A group of employees who promote the campus. Every single college is a marketing department business 
education the correct fees because they make money and there are a group of employees who actually work in the system including some professors so you need all four in the us so these politicians or people who hate sanatan dharma because sanatan dharma by its definition defeats all forms of dharma religion prevalent in the earth so because out of the hatred and the largest group of followers sanatan dharma is hindu and the natives of the world they also follow sanatan like american natives if you read their cultures if you not read my latest book gold glory in god you must read it and you'll understand the difference <coughs> and the last is krishna consciousness prophets use sanatan dharma also many places so for this krishna consciousness so krishna consciousness sanatan dharma is the same thing krishna consciousness ram consciousness and there are also attempts to say so there is a politics on monotheism pantheism polytheism we'll cover that in some other class in detail but krishna consciousness krishna bhavana amrit is a term prabhupada used krishna bhavana amrit now now bhavana amrit is a very detailed term that is a hindi antarashtriya krishna bhavana amrit sangha that is the original words of krishna prabhupada uh, krishna bhavana amrit is very simple like uh, in this world prabhupada because krishna says man mana madbatto madiyadi mam namaste so prabhupada coined this beautiful term where he said krishna bhavana amrit and bhavana amrit has no english word so consciousness was a very popular word and some of the disciples of prabhupada suggested consciousness to be used so what call it krishna consciousness so what said ishwara parama krishna brahma samita se ishwara parama krishna satidanand vigraha anadir adir govinda sarva karana karana he used the first shloka to declare the krishna bhavana amrit krishna consciousness is what we must develop and if we extensively used in a translation of sensibly and <coughs> that is also correct ram consciousness vaman consciousness krishna consciousness because the word krishna is in the actual sanskrit sanjay explains to vitrashtra what does krishna mean krishna dhatu means controlling control one who controls everything is called krishna and also another dhatu is and therefore attracts everyone controls or attracts everyone but sanjay explains like this to the krishna in mahabharat so the the krishna wants to know what is what is the goal who is krishna and then introduce sanjay is the disciple of vyas explains that the word krishna means and and he says vasudev means vasu vasu control the eight vasus are in every single aspect of the world bhumi rapana lo vayu tam manogati de ankar jalle sundar re ashtra so the eight principal elements of the world which sustain life are controlled by vasu they are very important devta 
एंड वासुदेव मीन वन हु इज द देव ऑफ ऑल दीज एट वर्स इट ऑल्सो रिफर्स टू विष्णु द वर्ड वासुदेव इज यूज सिंस द टाइम ऑफ ध्रुव महाराज स्टोरी है सत्युग द वर्ड वासुदेव the the word vasudev refers to this person because the sanskrit word dev is used only for one person that is vishnu so he is sarvyapi he is everything he is in every element if vishnu is not there the air will not flow the sun will not come out the rain will not happen the ether will not be there so dev of all the vasu is possible ओम नो भगवते वेरी डीप दैट वासुदेव विच इज वर्शिप बाय ऑल द देव 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 देवारी देव दैट हरि इज द ओनली देव इन द वर्ल्ड वैशंपायन से वर्ड देव इज यूज एनर्जी ऑफ देव इज कॉल्ड देवी बैकग्राउंड देवता एंड देवी Somehow we have not been told these differences for reasons we do not know. So the Krishna consciousness is a very specific truth world, which I do not to build that awareness about Vishnu all over the world. So there is no difference between Krishna consciousness or Sanatana. You can you can call it Ram consciousness. You can call it anything. Krishna consciousness means that you are also any form of Vishnu consciousness, which is Vasudev or any other name you can like. And all the devta also is included there because Vishnu is never worshipped without devta. In fact, most of you who are listening to this class of mine will also be known as devta. technically because you are building that awareness in your heart of sanatan sanatan means your relationship with supreme sanatan is a basic basic term but the hinduism was interpreted is mostly political to create to create a culture of hatred against the followers of sanatan it is not a real propaganda it's just a it's a political propaganda so people who say hindutva versus hinduism and recently one indian politician wrote a book also on that where he compared hindutva to islamic terrorism which is totally not correct and one of the other indian politician again spoke it in some undisclosed location because all these people are working in the hands of the church and other places to create hatred against hindus and that is becoming more and more because they know that sanatan dharma cannot be defeated by them out of deep hatred there <coughs> so we have to gradually unlearn and also be aware of what's going on in the world around us so that we can preach effectively we can share effectively the culture of sanatan dharma sanatan dharma in hindi colloquially colloquially means in common bhasha in normal language is called hindutva in hindi and hinduism is a pejorative term created by the christian church just to tell their own people 
that is the cult. And unfortunately, due to colonial propaganda, the word Hinduism is used very much by the Indians, which they should stop using. Hindutva is a good word to use in Hindi, or Sanatana Dharma is the best term to use in Hindi. Krishna consciousness will be mostly for the followers of Iskhan. So I'll stop here. If anyone has any questions or comments, please share. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you so much. It was uh, such a wonderful class. Although the topic is very complicated, but still uh, you describe it uh, in a very simple manner. Thank you so much Prabhuji. It will help a lot of people because this propaganda is very strong now. Yeah, especially uh, the new young generation, this, uh, this time they are misguided actually. So they really need to understand this term. Yes. Thank you. Anybody much. else have any questions and comments? Please go ahead. Uh, Hare Krishna. Uh, Hare Krishna. Essences. This is Nami Krishna from Washington, D.C. Thank you, Prabhuji, for the nice uh, Thank you. clarification. Uh, but I had, I had a few uh, questions, not a uh, question, but it's a bit uh, confusing the word uh, of Hindu Tattva because nowadays when we hear Hindu Tattva both in India or in the West, they tend to be like a, the projection, the media projects Hindu Tattva as a negative type of, uh, you know, feeling you get. So many of the Indian community, they try to keep away from the word Hindu Tattva. So I like you. What's your what's your uh, take on this subject? Uh, and I already you... said, yeah, Hindutva is the word in Hindi, not in English. Yeah. So Hindu is always known as Hindutva in Hindi from very long time, from the time of Shankaracharya. Okay. It's not a new term. Like when my grandmother used to word Hindutva, that we are followers of Hindutva. Because they knew, anyone who knows English, they know the word ism is attached to anything which the church does not believe in. And you know India had a long freedom struggle against the British. India is the only country which threw out the British for many reasons, including the first was the British were militarily weak because of war, World War II. And the second is the armed struggle of Indian National Army, which Prabhupada said that British left because of Indian National Army. Not because of Mahatma Gandhi, Prabhupada said it. And uh, so Prabhupada was a nationalist. Prabhupada was a very much in favor of a Hindu Rashtra. Prabhupada said it many times in private lectures, private conversations. And he also... In fact, most of my inspiration to write and study these histories has come from Prabhupada, because Prabhupada said in many places, including the word sathology that I coined against mythology. It is uh, also Prabhupada has mentioned that mythology has destroyed the Hindu history, Purana. And it is an academic pursuit of the Western, mostly it has originated, the controversy has originated in the Western colleges, American colleges. But people like him, Audrey Trashke, these people you should know, Wendy Doniger, they have created this term, Hindutva is bad, Hinduism is good. Because, but Hindutva always existed. Marthanda Varma in 1741, what he said, he said, I have to protect Hindutva. Hindutva means Hinduness, the culture of India, or Sanatana Dharma, that is being used since very long time. The controversy is created in the last four or five years. We have tried to draw parallels. The Zionism is bad. Like the political protection of Israel, Zionism is bad. And uh, Judaism is good. Because they want to defang the followers of Sanatana Dharma. So Sanatana Dharma people should not even defend themselves. That's what they have been doing so far. And so this controversy has come because many Indian authors like Sampath, 
एंड पीपल लाइक मी हु हैव क्वेश्चन द कॉलोनियल रूल ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड एंड एंड दैट्स वेयर द टर्म हैज कम अप विद एंड इट इज मोर पॉलिटिकल टर्म्स सो दे आर ट्राइंग टू गिव अ नैरेटिव ऑन द वर्ड हिंदुत्व एंड हिंदुइज्म इट्स अ पॉलिटिकल नैरेटिव टू क्रिएट मोर हेटरेड अगेंस्ट हिंदुत्व so when they say hindutva is bad that means all hindus are bad hinduism so, is good they, they they will say that all practicing hindus are bad if somebody is practicing sanatan dharma then they will say oh they, they just label them as hindutva and that's bad that's what exactly the entire iskon the entire swami narayan every organization falls into it yeah. so that means we are persona non grata in the colleges yeah and that is the work that is the work of the british universities combined with some american universities particularly rutgers particularly yale harvard the places where a christian pastor teaches hindu hindu sanatan dharma to their students so why why the hindu courses are taught in these universities by american professors yeah so that is the question we need to ask so it's a political thing first of all we should not be worried about it but we should protest in a big way also and we should have protests all over the place yeah the 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 irony is that uh, in the universities whenever there is something against for for instance for an example as an example whenever somebody uh, uh, um talk something against islam then that has become a big issue then then and and when we when we try to uh, protect our we we supposed protect our religion not religion but protect sanatan dharma how we say something like that then we become hindu tatva <laughs> that's the irony yeah. yeah the word islamophobia means fear of islam literally now now based on their actions based on their karma everyone is naturally scared of them look at any country where they are being operated in afghanistan pakistan the good example where americans have been killed in large numbers and all in the name of religion naturally people are scared that uh, these people they do not allow others to practice their own faith so islamophobia is the word invented by french women against their own french muslim women invented the term against their own imams and mullahs it was not invented by a non muslim invented by a muslim so again it has been a political term to silence the free speech that they can speak about any religion but we cannot speak about them so that that has become a propaganda similarly they want to make they they are they they are scared that hindus are now rising they're openly practicing their faith and they're preaching effectively and more people are converting to hinduism even from the muslim community or sanatan dharma so they are creating the hinduism is bad hinduism is good which is a foolish word <laughs> this just shows academic bankruptcy of american academicians today oh. intellectual bankruptcy of american and european uh, academics because they are not intellectual proper said where is your intellectualism how do you think you are intelligent you are not intelligent because you do not know the soul therefore you are not intelligent proper has a very simple answer <laughs> if you do not know the relationship between atma and paramatma that means you are like an animal so i had another question for you prabhu since you on this field please we in iskon we have uh, interface we do a lot of interface programs just like in our area also we do interface now in india also is starting interface program but but i I'm, i'm thinking that personally that interface program should have been uh, the take i don't know that which angle usually we try to bridge and try to find similarities and then we ponder on those things but i think the real real uh, meaning of interface would have been to 
clarify these things that's happening in the world and uh, and 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 make people really appreciate Sanatana Dharma as it is. Just like Bhagavad Gita as it is, Sanatana Dharma as it is for Krishna consciousness. I think that would have been a very good agenda for interfaith programs. Rather than mm-hmm. trying to go on and find similarities which is limited, but actually to give the real thing to people, just like Prabhupada gave. Prabhupada never diluted anything. Prabhupada preached Sanatana Dharma as it is in the originals as it is in the original form. I think interfaith programs have been a, a platform where we can present this, the Sanatana Dharma as it is to the people. Or else, what would happen, like, with time, things will get diluted and then the real thing will... People will forget the real thing. What, what so you have, to understand, you have to understand the difference between the faith and the science. Oh. So faith is something which can change. Like, for example... You may have faith in a particular brand of air conditioner, you know, but yeah. a, some other in, air conditioner may be, may be a better air conditioner. So over the period of time, you have built faith on the another air conditioner. Mm. So the faith has changed now. One time you're using G air conditioner, second time you're using some other brand, Whirlpool air conditioner. Your faith has changed. Faith can change. But your eternal sabhav or nature cannot change. So interfaith conference for Sanatan Dharma doesn't make sense because Sanatan Dharma can, has all the faiths in it. Vadanti tattva tattvidas tattvam yajjyanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan. Outside of brahmeti paramatma bhagavan, there is no other belief. And, and faith is a bodily based function. Like I gave an example of a brand. You know, sometimes you will like a whirlpool air conditioner, or sometimes you will like a GE air conditioner. So, it, faith can be in any of those two things. You know, sometimes you may have faith in Walmart products, other times you may have faith in some other brand, Target or Costco. So, faith can always change. But, the Dharma cannot change. So, interfaith conference for Sanatan Dharma doesn't make sense. Because others are selling their faith. We are not selling the faith, we are connecting them to the original science. The science of soul and the science of Paramatma. It's a vigyan because through the process of yoga, you understand that you are a spirit soul, you are not the body. Through the process of yoga, you understand that you are eternally connected to Paramatma. So it doesn't become a science. It doesn't remain a faith because you actually see it. You see what I'm saying? Faith is very temporary. It can change. But dharma cannot change. Eternal nature cannot change. That can only change that relationship establishment is no longer a faith. It's a reality. So that there is a difference between faith and dharma. Dharma means essential quality, essential duty, intrinsic value, intrinsic quality, the original nature, that is dharma. Anything in its original state is called in that state. For example, the dharma of water is saralta, like liquidity. Hmm. Dharma of air is ethereal. It flows. You cannot see it, but you can feel it. So the entire politics on selling faith, if you look at the world history and you read my last book, Gold, Glory and God, you'll understand that how the faith was used as a political weapon to colonize people. Look at what happened to South America. Look at what happened to the entire, the entire colonization worked on converting everybody to Christianity. That's what the colonization was for. The papal bulls and the Pope ordered that everyone should be converted to Christianity by force. That, is, yeah. that was the papal bull. Mm-hmm. And that's how you see Philippines. In 100 years, they wiped out the entire original Sanatana Dharma culture. 
Philippines was a Hindu country at one point. So the faith has been used, it has been weaponized. And all the native cultures have suffered the brunt of this aggression. Like all the native cultures of the world, like Aborigines of Australia, Maoris, their land was snatched away, and Australia is today known as the West. The West means a Christian world. That is the actual meaning of the West. So that has happened in the history. And so unless we question that, so Prabhupada was not in favor of interfaith conferences too much. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada said, wherever you go, speak on the basis of Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bhagavad Gita includes everything which others have, plus much more. In fact, one sloka of Bhagavad Gita says, Saru Dharman Parityajya Maam Ekam Sharanam Vajab. It negates all the interfaith conferences. Mm-hmm. And that is the. Uh, So we do participate in interfaith conferences, but from the point of view of introducing others to Sanatana. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I really Not to bring similarity. Yeah, so that's what, uh, that's what I was saying, that we should have presented as it is a pro part presented, not diluted. I have the last question, just, uh, just not to take so much time of you, Prabhu. The third one is, just like we're talking about Sanatana Dharma, here in our uh, American constitution, we, we believe in God, right? God we trust. So there's no, practically we are talking about a Christian God, our American God, or whatever type of God. His God we trust, that is basically God. Bottom line is God we trust, okay? Now, in the, in, I, want, I want to know because in Indian constitution of India, is there any similar thing about in relation with Sanatana Dharma? So in Indian, Indian constitution, yeah. is a copy of, it has elements of American constitution, as well as anyway, elements of Manusmriti. So in Indian Constitution, for example, in Article 48 of Indian Constitution, the cow killing is constitutionally prohibited in India. Constitutionally. Oh. A cow is considered on par with a human being as per the Constitution. In Indian Constitution, which was adopted in 1950, Sri Ram, Lakshman, and Sita were considered the god of the constitution of India. So, in Indian constitution, the word is called Bharat Ganarajya, means the constitution of a nation which was founded by Bharat, Bharat Maharaj. That is it says. And the goal of, in one of the articles, this article of faith it is called, the, the word secular was introduced in 1971 in the Indian constitution. Before that it was not there. So it is being opposed now. Uh, do you know by who it was introduced? By who? By the Congress? By, by who? By, by a certain person? By Indira Gandhi. Okay. Okay. Because the word secular was introduced, because Indira Gandhi was a, Indira Gandhi was, uh, or the Congress party was a Muslim party, generally. Indian Muslim League became Congress party. Mm. So they wanted to, they had the first 10 education ministers of India were Muslims. And they were Muslims, the radicalized Muslims, not ordinary Muslims. So they retain that value, even today now they are going to oppose it now, gradually. But the point is, the original Indian constitution in 1950 spoke about Bhagwan, Sri Ram. Mm. That was the main picture of the Indian constitution. <coughs> so Prabhupada opposed it, Prabhupada said it, Prabhupada was very politically active in India, very politically active. Prabhupada used to meet Indira Gandhi, Prabhupada met Dal Bahadur Shastri, Prabhupada had open access to the Prime Minister of India. Mm. Prabhupada meant, Prabhupada said, the kings of India need to be taught, or the rulers of India need to be taught about Sanatan Dharma. Mm. But, but it's now it's very sad that because of this word secularism, uh, being non-secular and what the, the, the new generation of India, the, the whole Sanatana Dharma, they, 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 it's like 
if some if some if some new, new they make a fool of, of people if somebody is practicing in India, if you're practicing your religion, they make a fool of you. They say, oh, are you are secular. You are like secular. That's why you're practicing something like that. on the name of secularism. Lot of it has been very detrimental for the culture, the Indian culture now. And uh, I think uh, thanks to our other, other day, I was looking the number of temples we have in India. And, and, and Prabhupada used to say that our temples are institutions. They're not temples as such. They are, they are training places where we train people into Sanatana Dharma, culturally, Brahminical culture. So I think it's only, it's gone that's not only it's gone, but compared to the Vesh, compared to the Vaishnav group, there's Swaminarayan people also doing good work, but the, the, the type of temples we are making and the type of preaching that's happening to the, to the especially attracting the younger generation. Uh, it's yeah. it, is doing a very good job in in India, comparatively. See, Prabhupada spoke about training in Brahminical culture purposely because the entire attack of Muslims and Christians on India was on Brahminical culture only. Because you have to understand that the Brahmin protects the Varnashram system. That is the duty mm. through logic and reasoning through education. And if that becomes weak, the entire society becomes unprotected. So if you look at the Islamic invasion history of India, the first people they forced to convert were Brahmins. Not anyone else, but first Brahmins they forced to convert. The reason was, if the Brahmins are converted, then rest of the people, including Kshatriya, have no one to defend someone. Because yeah. it is the duty of Kshatriya to defend Brahmins. And it is a Brahman who creates Kshatriya. So if you, def- if you kill the very source of it, then that is the entire Hindutva versus Hinduism debate. But fortunately, now, use the combined efforts of many great Acharyas, including Prabhupada, the Indians have risen now. So they see the game plan. And this will also be defeated. Just understand, the fight between Rakshasa and Devta always goes on, never stops. <laughs> so these are the same Rakshasas who are appearing as PhDs in major universities, but they are Rakshasas. Rakshas. So, so again, People have risen, they're going to fight back, and they're going to control again. But, but we all have to educate ourselves so that when we talk to these people, we talk to them in their language. Preaching doesn't mean that, preaching also means shaking the grounds. Preaching also means shaking the grounds of people who are actually doing this kind of work. So we have to, in fact, now this propaganda by the West against Hindus, Hindu versus Hinduism, will give rise to a very political Kshatriya culture now. Just, just wait and watch my words. So what is going to happen, In most of the Indians will say, yes, because, see, you need an opposition to become strong. So the way they are getting opposition, India will also get opposition now. And now they will proudly say, I'm telling you, they're going to proudly say the Hindutva now to tease them. So the Indian youth has become has risen now. And uh, and that will defeat most of these places, most of these propagandas now in the West. It will happen in a big way. The Indian youth is no longer what it used to be. So it is in the colleges of India, people will say, yes, we are followers of Hindutva. It is a Hindi word, not an English word. Mm. And so Western propaganda is going to rise, give rise, birth to a very, very, very nationalistic movement. Hmm? Because national, the West creates many narratives, like for example, they created, they created a narrative that nationalism is bad, patriotism is good. You must have heard this term. 
See, we are followers of dharma. Have you heard this term? Nationalism is bad, patriotism is good? No, no. So that is a propaganda in university. Nationalism is bad, patriotism is good. Mm. Because the first nations of the U.S., the first five nations in the northeast of U.S., from whom the European settlers snatched this country. Mm. So if they would rise, that's called the first nation theory, first nation theory. If they would rise, then the no European settler can stay here because they are the occupiers of this land. Mm. <coughs> you know, in Hindi we say, Chori ka mal, Chori ka hai. Mm. You may steal a land and then after 100 years by later, somebody else can come and still throw you out because you are still living in a stolen land. Mm. <coughs> so, so if somebody asks, say, nationalism is bad, that means they are scared that if the Native Americans say, this is our land, not yours, then automatically the, fl- the claim of the rest of the people goes away. You know? Even today in the United States, there is a separate president for the Native Americans. It's not the American president. There are two presidents in the United States. The president of the Native Americans is a separate president. It's a separate nation. Even today. Mm. They may not be very powerful, but they are there. And, uh, and that is the movement. And that's why they say patriotism is good. If anyone knows English, they will understand that patriotism is towards a belief and nationalism is towards the land. And in Sanatan Dharma, Bhumi is worshipable. Bhumi is respected. Bhumi is the wife of Varadev. Bhumi is a person. It is not just a land where you can dig anywhere. Even Sanatan Dharma, before even building a house, you take permission from the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Native Americans used to follow the same culture. They used to take permission from the land. Yeah. And then look at it. And so I learned that, I learned that uh, the Native Americans, they didn't have that concept of uh, possess, possession of land. They don't have that concept. in their Yeah, country. because they considered Isha, Vasya, Midam, Sarvam, Yatkini, Jagatyam, Jagat. Yeah. They believed that the land belongs to the Very Supreme. Cool. Yeah. They believed that the land belongs to the Supreme Spirit. That's what they believed in. Very close to us. Because they were all Hindus. The, the entire North America, South America was populated by us, Asians. Yeah. So, because of fear of Parshuram. Yeah. And at that time, Bering Street, Bering Street was a land connection. It was not an ocean today, like today. Mm-hmm. It was a land connection. Even today... It is mentioned in uh, Bhagavad Puran in Mahabharat. It was a big piece of land, almost 1,000 kilometers wide. That was already confirmed by the modern scientists now. Mm-hmm. So, that's how it came. In the episode of Jarasandh Vada, Krishna says that the Nim Uchukoti Satriya, because of fear of Parshuram, ran towards the west. And the Nimnakoti Satriya, sorry, Nimnakoti Satriya ran towards the Paschim direction, Prishta. Oh. And the Uchukoti Satriya went towards the east because of fear of Parshura. And that's how the entire migration happened. Oh. The entire Native American tribe is a Chatriya tribe. Listen, that they are Chatriya tribe. They are not Brahmins. So therefore, they were good fighters. In fact, U.S. Army in World War II used to select snipers from the Native American tribe because they were the best snipers. Mm. Because they had naturally built in them. It's in the genes. Even today, the best fighters. But they lost because of the European policy of divide and rule and moving the frontiers. And inch by inch, they conquered the whole USA. California was the last to be conquered. Before even today, California is referred to as a colony. Okay? These are the historical facts. 
and I have captured in my last book. If you search Sathology on Amazon, you'll see all my eight books. Oh, okay. so nice question, Navin Krishna Prabhu. Where are you calling from? Uh, Washington DC. I used to give Baba Gita class. Remember on uh, with Manidar Prabhu on Fridays. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Nice question, though. Nice question. Anyone else has any questions or comments? So thank you all very much for joining the call. On Saturday, we bring current topics from Mahabharat, connect to Bhayamarat and and other literatures. That's the day you hear Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. Thank you all for joining and Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you so much.